Mr. Everly? The dealer asked the next man. Everly, the town butcher, a profession illustrated by the blood-stained apron he wore, scowled. That'll take more than five cards to give me a hand. I'll fold. Wife's gonna fill me full buckshot when I get home as it is. He tossed down his cards and put his coat on over the apron, ready to leave. He didn't, though. Not just yet. To Sutton's amusement, Everly moved around behind him and stood watching over his shoulder. Mr. Greenlee? Nelson prompted. Three, the black-suited cattleman grunted, watching the dealer's hands with narrow attention as the cards landed in front of him. His expression as he picked them up was noncommittal. Cowboy? This time Nelson's question was directed at him. Sutton pondered his decision for a moment. Putting it off, he sipped from the almost full shot glass of red eye on the table at his elbow. He took another peek at the cards in front of him, made up his mind, and tossed a deuce onto the discard pile. Give me one. He was sixty dollars up at the game. Two months' wages he hadn't had to freeze for, sweat for, or starve for. He'd worked hard over the last ten years, starting with Ernie Felgenhauer when he was just fifteen. A button, weighing every purchase before he bought, making certain the nickels and dimes didn't slip through his grasp. He did not intend to lose his stake by incautious play. Glancing at the new card and fitting it in with the others, he relaxed. He could live a whole winter on sixty bucks. Everly grunted. How about you? The dealer asked the final player. You want cards? Sutton had almost forgotten the one Nelson addressed. The kid had been real quiet and not playing well. Seemed nervy. His hands quivered as he held the pasteboards close to his chest, his floppy-brimmed hat shielding his face from the others with only an occasional swift, liquid flash of dark eyes. Max? Sutton wondered. Or perhaps a celestial? The kid's hands were tan, small, and fine-boned like a chink's sometimes were. He hadn't removed the hat the whole time Micah had been here, and his short glass of beer had lasted longer even than Micah's seldom-tasted whiskey. The kid had antied up five single-dollar bills at the beginning of the game, just like the rest of them. Five more greenbacks lay on the table beside his beer. Unless Sutton missed his guess, it was all the money he had. The kid would be gone from the game as soon as his hand played out. That's all right, he told himself. A lad this young had no business gambling his wages away. Teach him a lesson now that might just keep him out of trouble later. Best never to depend on the turn of a card. The pause lengthened while the boy stared at his cards as if he were thinking, or willing them with his mind, to be what he needed. At last he said, I'll keep what I was dealt. His voice was low and husky, and shook just the least bit. Sutton's hazel eyes narrowed in a sudden speculation. Those were feminine hands, and that was a light voice. Could this be a she masquerading as a he? 
The shapeless old coat and wide-legged pants the kids wore told him nothing except the person in them was short and slight of build. His curiosity roused, Sutton leaned forward, trying to see beneath the brim of the pulled-down hat. But a hank of light-colored hair had fallen, hiding all except a smooth, clenched jaw. Neither Mex nor Chinese, then, with that hair. He was certain it was a woman. What it all came down to is he felt bad about taking anybody's last cent. Cash money was hard to come by in these depressed times, particularly if you were young, inexperienced, or female. "'I'll call you and raise you five, Nelson said. His coin whirled onto the table's center, where the gold gleamed in the pool of light. He drew two. "'Walters?' Walters' five dollars came in before.